0: Hey, it is L.A. Lloyd, and today marks the seventh appearance from Evanescence to co-host The Rock 30. Last time we were together, um, October 18th, 2011, San Antonio, Sunken Garden Theater. They kind of put us in a tight little dressing room, but uh, the interview still went great, and and the show that night was amazing, too. So welcome back.
1: Thank you so much. As you were describing that, I remember being there.
0: (laughs) Exactly. That That has
1: been a while. It was hot.
0: It was definitely a hot day there. So obviously, we got a lot of catching up to do today, but uh, you know first of all maybe uh you know tell the listeners who's the current lineup you have in the band because i went to the website and i saw a few faces i didn't recognize so let's kind of start there with the interview today
1: well sure i'd love to um so well i've got the same you know tim uh troy and will uh tim is the bass player he's been uh with me since oh, 2006 mm-hmm. 2007 and uh Will and Troy have um, since just a year after that. So we've all been pretty, maybe a year and a half after that, we've all been pretty tight and doing our thing for a long time to the point now that, um, I mean, for me, like this is the lineup. (laughs) This is, this is the band (laughs) Uh, in so many ways. It's been so awesome having, all of them are all extremely skilled musicians and we're a family. Um, we've been, we've been through plenty of, plenty of stuff together by now, but Jen, uh, has only been with us for about five years and she is a beautiful, talented, uh, German guitar player. Um, she's been a really cool addition. She's a very special person. She's in Germany now. So we've actually been, you know, apart, um, since February of this year, as we've been making, some new music. So um, thankfully we went in to go start, you know, recording the album before um, the lockdown happened and got um, some really cool stuff finished before we had to all be apart. But um, in this phase of finishing the rest of the record, we've been working uh, remotely with her. Um, So, you know, that presents a challenge just like so many things about this year, but I like to just take, (laughs) take what comes and see what creative ideas that might spawn that, wouldn't have existed in a normal situation, you know?
0: Yeah. And you guys have got really creative, at least with uh, videos that we'll talk about a little bit later on today on the show. Uh, another thing, you know, obviously, like you said, the, everybody's world's pretty much been turned upside down since February or so when COVID started ramping up. So, I mean, you know, from a personal standpoint, how are you with your family and just the rest of the guys and their families um, coping with all of this?
1: We're okay. Um, it's it's definitely not, an, it's not an easier for anybody um, but having, having this music, um, that we're so passionate about, um, in a time where we need music so much, um, has been just a real blessing in my life. And it's given us all something to look forward to, um, a place to feel like we're in control, yeah. um, when so much is out of control and, um, a place where we, we really can, there's nothing distracting us from this. Now, um, we were going to be on a big world tour, uh, in March. And, you know, obviously that got postponed, you know, postponed and postponed and postponed. Right. And, uh, we were really forced to, just lock ourselves in and focus on finishing the rest of the record. And there is an upside to that. You know, it made us go to um, deep places and spend a bunch of focused time on the creation, which is it, what a big body of work like that needs. So, um, we're doing okay. I, I think the music itself is the thing, like the, the thing in our lives that's really, um, driving us forward in a big way out of, um, you know, the frustration and the sadness and everything else that's going on right now.
0: Yeah. And that kind of leads me into my next question, because, you know, several years ago when you were last on the show, you talked a bit about uh, how you were really doing a lot of reflection as you were about to release that self-titled album. So for the Mm -hmm. bitter truth, I mean, was it reflection again or maybe the opposite where you were looking forward and, you know, seeing where the band's going to go? You know, with this new music,
1: yeah, um, I think we did. I don't. I don't think I'm telling you. We had a lot of reflective time during um, our last project, which is Synthesis, uh, where we revisited our whole our whole career of music, wow. um, picked songs not just hits, but just like picked certain songs out um, that were particularly suited to uh, the classical world, and recreated them and added a couple of new ones in a new way that was really um, the orchestra and the electronica forward. Like Those are two elements of our music that have always been present, but they take a back seat to the band, naturally. Um, I wanted to take some time to strip the band away and make... This was especially hard for the guys at first, but it it became so cool and fulfilling. (laughs) Encourage everybody to think about they had to think about their instruments in a new way, Right, find a way to be who you are through music without relying on heavy riffs and all the typical things that we do and find a way for us to express ourselves that fits into this particular category. And, um, that was really cool, uh, and really inspiring and made us try new things. And it was reflective um, it made me go back to some of our earliest songs that we redid and think think about them from the ground up and remember things that I had forgotten that were deep background. You know, it just was a really good moment for that. Yeah. Um, because of that, this album uh, for us is definitely more looking forward um, to the next thing. We've grounded ourselves in a couple of ways over the past few years in who we have been and who we are now. Um, and are taking that to launch forward into what, what we're going to be and what we're going to do next. And um, I'm really excited about the music. We're not abandoning the spirit of who we are in any way. Revisiting first, I think was the right call because going through all those things on the, on the orchestra side and the classical side, but then also doing a bunch of um, touring in our, you know, I hate to say the word typical, but in our um, comfortable rock way, you know, and Mm -hmm. just doing that and mastering that first. And then being able to take that and go, okay, now, next chapter
0: that is awesome so you know another thing that's really changed up uh you know and this could be possibly due to streaming so there isn't a release date yet for the bitter truth but you know fans have been able to get uh you know a couple of singles from the album and it seems like a lot of genres are actually kind of migrating to this type of way to release songs before a a full length album comes out if they even release a full length album so was that kind of the thought process of you know things are changing and we just have to adapt and go with
1: it i like Change. Yeah, it, it's, it means freedom right. to me. Um, creatively, um, I get frustrated when I feel like everything is a formula and there's a recipe for something. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel authentic. There are basic rules to songwriting. There's verses. There's choruses. All those things. Um, but then again, do there really have to be? And I'm not saying there aren't. There are. But being able to take and bend and twist the ideas of what we usually do, even if it means just writing a song starting with a different instrument first than we typically do. Mm -hmm. Um, All those things are inspiring because they make you look at the music from a different angle and maybe focus on things that you wouldn't. And that that's what the song builds itself on top of. But same thing goes for um, the way we're going about the whole thing this time, the way that we're presenting our music and sharing our music with people. Uh, I think it's really cool. I love albums. I have albums that were definitive for me and (laughs) inspirational and I'll carry for the rest of my life. And just, I love listening to an album start to finish if it's a great album. But at the same time, like when I'm in my life today, I I very often just enjoy a song. Uh, And it doesn't mean that I'm going to invest in the whole thing, you know, with that artist or even that it's part of an album. A lot of times they're just standalone songs and that can be, great, that right. can be enough. Um, and I, I think it's cool to live in a world where things can just be whatever they are. Uh, so I just thought it would be cool this time for us to um, release our music kind of incrementally and and break our typical rules and, and not, also from a creative side, not finish and complete and, and be ready with the entire album written and then go into the studio and do it all in one go. Right. I thought it would be cool to go in a little bit at a time as we had ideas allow us to start to get a feel for our sound and then take that to the next place and come in with a new batch of songs and just like kind of keep the ball rolling and be able to share the music with our fans as it was still going on Mm -hmm. because I feel like there are kind of like two really extremely different parts of what we do. Um, one side of that is being an introverted, uh, inspired, creative, like cave girl um, as I'm like <laughs> locked down, like on purpose, you right. know, creating music and just like living in that way. And, and it's not anything outward. It's all very inside. Um, and then the other side is, you know, Going on the road and doing meet and greets and and doing interviews and sharing our music with people and hearing what they think and, you know, letting that impact my mind, (laughs) all those things. So I just think it's cooler to maybe not make each side of ourselves have to live independently. I thought it would be cool to let them all exist at once. It feels really good. It kind of prevents burnout. Like right. we're still in, inspired. You get kind of like burnout on one thing and then you turn around and, and OK, well, let's make a music video for a second. Let's yeah. do something different and then come back to the writing,
0: whatever it is. That's a great approach. I really like it. Um, I've read a few interviews where you've uh, done recently here. And, and one that kind of struck me was a quote. You said that um, there's a lot to fight about right now. There's a lot to sing about. So what would you say is kind of the biggest thing that uh, you're fighting for, maybe personally and or professionally?
1: Well, um, the single that we're that just came out that we're that we're promoting right now, um, is Use My Voice. Um and man, that song's a long time coming. It's been like in the works in the back of my mind over the past few years. Um, not just through my experience, but looking out, like looking at the world around us, feeling the weight of it and seeing other people and their stories and feeling like everyone's voice is absolutely not heard um in the world but in particular right now in our country uh and it's interesting because as those things the song it started a long time ago um i was really inspired by this story oh there was this lawsuit um i'm you probably heard about it uh this this woman um was sexually assaulted on the stanford campus, okay. um, while unconscious. And uh, and, uh, it was this whole case and it was so wrong what happened to her. Uh, but the guy who did it, you know, was a privilege and all of those things. And right. it was this really long drawn out case and he got off with a very light sentence. Um, and what she did was at the end of the sentencing, she just got up and looked right at her accuser i mean i mean right at the person who committed the crime against her and read this incredibly incredibly raw powerful statement that just could not be denied wow. she just spoke she just used her voice and told the truth about what happened to her and when you weed through all the bs all the all the legal speak and everything else that people hide behind to get away with things um and then somebody just speaks plainly and clearly the truth it is so much more powerful than anything else and i remember just reading her um, statement and being so moved that um that was actually the initial thing years ago that started just like the first verse of the song Mm -hmm. and then as time has gone on um with that song kind of just in the in the back, like in the pile, um, in the past couple of years, in particular, <sighs> watching the news and feeling unheard and feeling misrepresented and feeling frustrated and feeling powerless, um, the rest of the song was born. Okay. Um and it's a beautiful thing because it's just, it's had a life already and now we're getting to share it. And in this time where everything is so in our face about exactly what the song is saying, we need to use our voice. Our voices must be heard. Our voices can't be silenced. You can't take that away from us. Um, I feel more passionately about those words than ever from a personal standpoint right now as an American. Um, And I'm grateful that we're able to use it just to be able to share it right now um, in a time where I want, I, I need to be able to use my voice and express my feelings, and it's cool because I think it it's it's got a wide meaning as far as it could appeal to I, it could it could it could be the voice of a lot of different stories and a lot of different people. I have a lot of amazing friends, um, and as for me as a woman and as a woman in the rock world and everything <laughs> else, it was really cool to call on my friends, and it just happened really naturally um, to have. Lizzie Hill and, uh, Dana Jacob and Taylor Momsen and my sisters and, uh, just a a bunch of wonderful ladies, uh, sing with me and back it up and support me. And every time I hear the song and, and even when I was singing the song to record it, I could hear their voices and feel their love and their support. And there is power in numbers. And that is a statement in itself that I'm proud to make right now.
0: I sure wish they would use it during the uh, Democratic National Convention tonight, because (laughs) talk about a perfect song for that, man. That would be amazing, you know. Yeah. Um, So uh, I'm going to reflect a little bit here because uh, one thing that I've always admired about you is uh, just your confidence that you exude on stage. And I'll give you a little example. I'm going way back to kind of the beginning. And, you know, you were touring with some pretty heavy bands at the time. And the first time I saw you, I was like, wow, this is a pretty heavy show. And then they rolled the piano out there. I was like, oh, <laughs> man, this is not going to be good. And then you yeah. just went out there. and <laughs> I mean, not from a ba- I was meant for you because I was afraid the fans were going to be yeah. just unruly to you. Yeah. and right. you got up there and just commanded their respect immediately and i i just have had this admiration for you so was that a oh, really you. big uh growing period for you during that time
1: you know i have one tattoo and it's like an inch okay right. and i've only had it for a few years okay i'm saying that because for me rebellion isn't always what you think it looks like and i come from a world where i've always been surrounded by big strong tattooed (laughs) aggressive rocker dudes and my rebellion is my femininity yeah so when i go out there on stage and of course we're gonna go up there and rock that's what we do i love rock but then my real moment to show that i completely am gonna be who i am and not change for you and that is the metalist of all right is when we roll out that piano yeah and when I sing with my regular voice, just as myself, as a woman, sounding like a woman, because that's what my voice sounds like. Not screaming, not trying to do what you do, just trying to do what I do, yeah. who I really am. So I i feel a lot of power in that sentiment. I feel a lot of power from the idea that we, not conforming doesn't mean not conforming like everybody else
0: right yeah totally makes <laughs> it sense.
1: looks it looks a lot of different ways
0: yeah that's great you know the thing that i i gotta feel you know trying to be empathetic for you and the rest of the band is you know you got these new songs, you would love to be out there performing them live. And, you know, I mean, like I said, I love the virtual concerts, but there's still something about that in-person vibe that the crowd and the band has together. So, you know, how are you and the rest of the guys dealing with this while you're just kind of sitting on the sidelines waiting to get in?
1: Well, we've really just been focusing on the create and the creation process anyway um, through this time. We were about to go on a big tour and all that. Um, so we feel that loss and we miss that connection. Um, But I know that we have, at least it's not like we'd been waiting and we were just finally about to go on tour after a lot of years. That would have been a real bummer. Instead it's that we had just spent the last few years heavily touring um, and engaging with our fans in that way. And I know just from hearing them that the biggest thing that they want um, from us right now, rather than, you know, going, to another live show, you know, that's made up out of the same songs that they've heard before is to hear new music. So that's something that we can do. And that's something we want to do. Um, I'm just trying to focus on what we can do. Um, And the same thing with uh, the videos that we've made ourselves and all that, you just have to kind of take what you've got and go, okay, what can I make out of this? How can I turn this into something that's special instead of making it be some kind of, um, a sacrifice, like, right. well, we wanted it to be different, but this is the best we could do. Let's flip it and take what we're all going through and make that a connection point.
0: It's very nice. One thing that I kind of find myself repeating every day on the radio is. Is how important this election is coming up, and the importance to to register and vote. I mean, I, I literally do it every day. My my listeners are probably sick of hearing me say that, but it leads me into my next question for you guys that uh, teamed up with Headcount, which is nonpartisan, nonprofit, and it's a, a voter registration organization. So, tell me about uh, you working with them and how that all came to fruition.
1: Man, they're awesome. I have used the site. I, I and if you, if you follow me, if you pay attention to anything I've ever done, I don't do advertisements. I don't do brands. Right. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to ever be something that people can't trust that I'm being authentic. I'm never going to ever plug a brand unless it's like, Oh my God, I love this so much. Like I love these chips. These taste better than any <laughs> chips I've ever had ever. Please go eat them. I'm not accepting any money from this chip company. Right. Um, it's gotta be real. Um, and the thing about headcount, and I'm, I'm only saying that to, because I'm about to talk about how great they are. I have used their site like four times in the past couple of weeks um, for myself to find information. It's just the most concise, easy, um, informational tool that I know of um, that just makes it not overwhelming. There's, every state is different. Um, as far as what you can do to vote, like the way the absentee thing works, Mm -hmm. where, you know, what your dates are, where you have to go and if you're going to vote early, which is an awesome idea. um, And all of those things, polling locations, if you're registered, make sure you're really registered. You know, if you moved recently, any of that stuff, things can spring up on you. And then there's like a 30 day period and oh no, I missed my window to vote. We can't have that this year. Um, So it's really cool to be able to go to the headcount site because you literally just like, Type in where you are and they give you all that info in one place and tell you about the candidates, like the local ones and everything. So you're like, ooh, I can read a little bit about them and know because it's surprisingly difficult. It can be to track down all the information that you need to empower yourself to go vote and to know who you're voting for there's just a lot involved it's just a lot of different websites and oh I got to order this form and then I got to send it in and oops I didn't sign the back it just makes it really nice and easy for you so I think it's really great and the point is use my voice use your voice vote exactly we need to be voting it's 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 a it's it's really always been a big deal but it's, it's very, very important. The voices of the people need to be heard. This country is about all of us, not any one group of us, all of us together as a union. We need to be united. And the only way that we're going to be able to be represented, all of us represented, you know, is if we all use our voice and get out there and say, hey, I'm here and this is what I think and this is what I want and this is what could be better in my life. This is our chance to do that where everybody's voice is equal.
0: I think you're coming through loud and clear. That's for sure. Um, I wanted to talk about the wasted on you video because you've talked about how sometimes distractions can turn into different types of art or something like that. When I watch this video for the first time, I mean, I know you guys. I guess self shot it or ever how you would put that with, Mm -hmm. with iPhones. And, but when you see it, it, it just goes together so well. I mean, like, I mean, obviously there was someone who, you know, (laughs) wrote where you were going with all this, but it is just really beautiful and brilliant. So tell me how that kind of all worked together with everyone in so many different places and all these working parts, you know?
1: Thank you. I wanted to do something. It was right at the top of, of the lockdown um, where everybody was stuck at home here. and. I really, really had wanted, when we were talking about releasing songs incrementally and everything that we were going to do different this time, I really wanted a visual for like every song. And suddenly it was like, well, we can't, okay, everything's going to be different now. I just wasn't going to accept that. Like, okay, well, just like I was saying before, what do we have? Mm-hmm. Where are we? What What are our tools? Because at least right now, everybody was limited in the same way. It's not like we're the only ones or it won't make any any sense why we're doing something so different. And we're, you know, we've always been a band that's highly visual, big production videos, um, interesting aesthetic, like a lot of drama and production goes into our, our visual, um, especially in the music videos. So, um, I kind of saw that instead of thinking, Oh no, we can't do it the typical way. It was kind of like, you know what, let's do the opposite of everything we've always done don't put on a bunch of makeup. Don't play a role. Don't like try to make it something. It's not, let's be who we really are. Yeah, That is the cool thing that we can do that we can still give people more than we gave them before. If you look at it in a different way, because we can just give more, um, of our, of our true selves in our real homes, in our dressing gowns, like living life the same way that everybody is in this moment. And just, um, just expressing that, just expressing who we are and where we are. And it felt really, really good to do that. It's, it's actually really beautiful and empowering to be able to make the statement that, that this is simply who I am like without makeup, this is simply what it is. And that's good enough for me, you know? Um, and the way that, that we put it together, was really cool. Paul Brown is our director for that. Um, we worked with him a lot. Um, he's a, He's a great director. He's also a great editor. Um, so yeah. we were just talking about the concept and um, got it to a place where we knew what we wanted to express. And what he did was he came up with some ideas um, for us to shot match. So if we were going to try to capture certain things, um, first of all, he taught us how to um, manipulate our phones in a way that we could get like 4K and you know make make our phones look the best that they possibly could just by changing a bunch of settings. Right. But then he kind of gave us a quick, like photography school <laughs> lesson, like where we learned. Video like, 101. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. about framing and light and, um, the mood that can be created by, um, the way you center your objects or not. And just, it was really cool to be able to, um, think like visual artists like that, you know, all of us, and everybody was responsible for their own footage. So, you know, we just started filming things, um, filming ourselves, getting ourselves in real moments, but also going after, you know, just particular general ideas. And then once we got um, the first kind of, he got all the footage back, he took a couple of like screen grabs of different things from each of us. It was like, hey, see this shot? Like where Amy put the phone on the piano and you can see her face oh, um, wow. like this. And he'd take the screenshot and be like, I need somebody to match this. So then <laughs> Troy like looked at it, you know, and like found a similar place in his house where for a shot, like it looks like that for him. And we kind of built off of each other's work like that to try to make the point that even though um, we are not together, physically that we are together in spirit and we're going through the same thing
0: yeah it really captures innocence i mean at at an all-time high i loved it um when social media first started out i mean i enjoyed it everybody enjoyed it that's why it just blew up so fast it was really nice to interact with friends and family you know you move forward 10 years it has turned into a cesspool i mean there's negativity and even our president is just you know using it to name call and bully and and things like that so I still use social media because I do want to interact with my listeners, but I'm really hesitant about, you know, anything I put out there anymore, because I know Mm -hmm. there's going to be 50% that will disagree with something that I say. So I can imagine, you know, someone at your level, how is social media for you now? Do you still enjoy it? Do you still like to use it? And is it a valuable tool?
1: I'm so glad you asked that question because I was thinking the other day about social media. It is powerful. And it is empowering because we have a microphone and I can instantly speak to my followers and express myself and put myself in the light that I want to. Like I can say things with my own voice without an editor. Whereas when when I started out in the music business, doing interviews and all that, my only real outlet to speak to the fans was through journalists, which... um, oftentimes they have an idea in their head of the story they want to write before they even talk to me. Yeah. So no matter what I would do, I always felt like I was only able to portray a partial picture of myself to the world. Mm-hmm. Whereas now um, I have all that power. It's all within my control. And it, of course I do articles with journalists and interviews and stuff. That's great. Um, but at the same time, like it, it all lives in a world where even like you see it on the internet, I could be like, oh, hey, actually, that's not what I said. I said this. And my speaker box, part of this is because we've had success and have millions of followers. And that's so beautiful. And I'm so grateful for that. Is just as loud. So I don't have to rely on somebody else to speak for me. Um, so I'm grateful for social media in that regard and it exists in the same way it does for me, really for everybody. Everybody has the ability to speak for themselves. And that's beautiful. But... Yes, it's a cesspool. And yes, there are people on there that have had too much to drink and are emboldened by the fact that you can't see their face. Right. Um, right. And I don't appreciate that. Um, I oftentimes do not read my comments. If I'm going to say something that I know is a little controversial, I usually just mic drop it. It's right. like, just say it and leave <laughs> and, and you know, pay attention. I, I spend a long time usually thinking hard and looking from every angle from like, critical eye at what i'm about to say before i post i think that's important and more people such as the president should be doing that um because it is important what we say and it echoes through time once it's up there it's there that's it it happened um so uh i appreciate that but what's cool about you bringing it up that actually isn't about me i was just thinking In this time where people have so many opinions um, and so much to say and so much to fight for, I think we need to remember that social media isn't the entire world. There are so many ways that you can use your voice. Some people write protest songs. Some people post stuff on the Internet. Some people are calling senators. Some people are donating anonymously. It, just because you don't see somebody super active on Twitter doesn't mean they aren't super passionate and super active with their feet on the ground, actually doing something and fighting for what they believe in.
0: That's a great answer. I really appreciate you uh, you sharing that and sharing your time with me today, Amy. Um, uh, and again, uh, will there be a full album eventually? I mean, I, like I said, I know we've discussed how you're releasing songs because you're still working. It's a work in progress. But will there be a Bitter Truth album that we'll get one day as the total package, I guess, to close it out today?
1: Yeah, definitely. We have every track started. Um, as in recorded. I don't mean written. Like re- We're already in the recording phase and coming towards the end of it. So um, we will have a full album. I don't have a release date yet just because I'm still writing lyrics and vocals yeah. and stuff as we've been going. So I never like to make a plan for the release when there's still any writing going on because I just want it to be awesome and perfect before we're under pressure. Um, but it won't be long. Um, we have enough you know, left and ready that I don't think there will ever be a big gap between like songs coming out. So in my mind, like you're experiencing the album released right now as we release songs one at a time, but yeah, um, the rest of it will follow. We'll just drop the rest of it when, when it's all done.
0: OK, well, God, I can't wait to hear it all. Everything I've heard so far has been great. I mean, your publicity shots, your your wardrobe, every everything looks right. Amy, you've got your <laughs> I mean, you've got your hand all around it. It's it's definitely you and your band is amazing now. And I just I'm so happy to get to speak with you again today. I know I sound like I'm fangirling over here, but uh, I appreciate I am, it so you know? <laughs> much.
1: Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for your support. Yeah. We're doing our best and that's all we can do. That's all anybody can do. So just be yourself, use your voice, and vote.
0: There you go. I know I speak (laughs) for all the fans, but we can't wait to see you back on the road. So thank you so much for being on The Rock 30 today.
1: Thanks a lot.